0: The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled East to West. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. In the strangest time in history, things dwell beneath, above, and all around us. Things inexplainable, indescribable, or simply impossible. In the shadows of the night, we may gather to share tales, truths, legends and warnings. For the curious, never sleep. Welcome folks. This is east to West, and in this episode, we will discuss the mysterious UFOs of today, the past, and the close encounters of beings not of this world. My name is Graham Casino, and with me right now is my good pal Stew Donut. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. We are broadcasting from a little shack in the Morrowin Ashlands, just out of Terre Haute, Indiana, an isolated location, which will be remain indisclosed Well, I think to the listeners, th- I think
1: you just disclosed it. Also,
0: well, it's a large area, as you know. And if they come for us, there's no way they'll find us. Never. It's the uh, reasons why.
1: Incredibly confusing in this desert-like climate here, and the white right by the uh, Indiana Desert, and we are just sitting here in our tiny little. The ginormous radio tower that is above our little shack is not a giveaway. It's not a giveaway, and uh, you know we just come here, and we come here every night. It is currently midnight. We're going to be with you for the next three hours, and we have Uh, seven hours. uh, We're going to be with you for the next seven hours. And we have a lot of ground to cover we have a lot of interesting topics like um like Graham told you um we have a lot of stuff on uFOs and a lot of things further on on some cryptids just anything for a curious mind um you know we're we're particularly interested in the things that go bump in the night but on east to west
0: right things that go bump in the night we're ready to cover and address or discuss anything that's from the beyond, the mysterious, the weird, the bizarre, you know, we t- we're ready to be taking calls. We're doing the show live. When you listen to this, it won't be live, but uh, believe us, when we do this, our, our callers will not be screened because, in our opinion, it's more of the unknown. We don't know what to expect. We don't know who's going to call us, what they're going to talk about. could be anything. And that's the fun of it.
1: And just remember, there's no such thing as a uh, stupid or incorrect question. Anything you might want to question the government about, even if they don't answer, you are a taxpayer. Which means you're obligated to every individual tenant of anyone affiliated with the government's lives. Um, Right. You have the right to know where any type of military scientists. you have the right to know where they sleep, where their families go to school. Um, Even if you're a corporation that works within the government, um, you know, they have black... Sites that are run by Lockheed Martin. You're obligated to know that. You're obligated to know how much money the CEO makes. You're obligated to know all this because you pay your taxes. Even if you make like, you know, $24,000 a year, you're still paying some. So you get to know.
0: Now let's... And when these G-men in these suits, they deny what you're asking about and they tell you that what you're asking about is not real and it's not true and that they should just move along.
1: Maybe you're asking the right
0: questions. Right. They're kind of scared. They're kind of shook, you know? These spooks, they're spooked themselves. And And that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we put ourselves at a little bit of risk uh, here. And, you know, while all the people that come on, we may not agree with them, um, you know, we will get surveilled. I already know we have white vans that kind of circle my house every once in a while, too. So, keep digging. Black vans, even, which are even more serious. Twice as serious. Let's get onto our a darker hue. our first uh, our our first topic that we wanted to get into. I know we have a lot of stuff ready on UFOs.
0: Oh, it's the broad topic of this episode. I think it's a, a good place to start. Um, it's something that's sort of struck that little that little node within us, where it's like people that haven't even seen a UFO, they're curious. It's something. You know, what if? What, what is, it? If, what is a it UFO?
1: Now, Graham- A UFO
0: is an unidentified flying object, is the definition of a UFO. Right. So if it's something in the sky and you don't know what it is, it could be a helicopter, but yeah. if you can't tell...
1: UFO. That's a UFO. Somebody throws a Frisbee and the sun hits off of it. Well, that's a UFO, because you don't know.
0: Well, you just said it's a frisbee, so you well, know it's if a the frisbee. sun's
1: coming off of it, you can't tell. So it's like, well, there's a UFO right there. Most bugs are UFOs. If they just come in, and maybe you're confused. If you're really drunk, almost anything's a UFO.
0: If you're at a game and you see the Goodyear blimp above the diamond,
1: right. But let's say you know you got your reading glasses and on. You don't
0: know what it. You don't know what it. You exactly. can't see it that is far. A UFO. You're getting old. Your sight is not what it used to be. Right. You know that's a UFO. It's very slow moving. I am the right. It's very impractical. It's a very impractical aircraft in slow moving.
1: And I am the right. Really
0: no use for a blimp other than for advertisement or.
1: I am the whatnot, ripe but. age of you know eighty nine, and almost everything is a UFO to me at this point.
0: He kids folks. He's in. It's in dog ears. But you know we are not young men. We've been doing this for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. We won't disclose our age, but we're. We're no spring rabbits here, we're you know.
1: Young enough to know to 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 get the job done, but old enough to know what we're doing.
0: Which is what the ladies ask for.
1: <laughs> now, I, me, and you, before this episode started recording, Graham, um, we had a long, I'd say, eight to nine hour conversation here in the trailer, getting right. ready for this episode, right. and we specifically were talking about UFO shapes and what kinds of. UFO shapes or oh, there. It
0: seems almost endless, right?
1: Right. And know, I, there's
0: a classic and Hollywood really sort of Hollywood really sort of helped this right. um sort of thought of you know, way of thinking. Uh, most people think UFOs are all disc shaped. It's sort of a disc with um right. like maybe a little a babu like a cockpit like a saucer
1: know. or a cereal a bowl saucer even. right
0: a cereal bowl right yeah so that's gonna you know that's true there are plenty of ufos that people see i've seen them myself that are saucer shaped and but it's certainly not the only kind there right. is there's you know there's triangles There's spherical uh, there's those um,
1: those kind of frisbee looking ones from the men in black documentary
0: Right. And there's um, cigars or, you know, turd shape, as some people say. Right. And, and, um, and the
1: turd-shaped ones have been getting a lot of attention recently of people say, seeing these, you know. And we're talking about the um, kind of coiled, classic, even emoji-type turd that seems to be kind of curled around itself. And these UFOs are said to have you know, small lines of energy above them as well. There's a
0: lot of um strange shapes that have appeared and been reported, you know, some that are just so long that they hang outside the bowl or they break in a weird way and you right. have to you know, flush multiple times and you know it's uh very large uh, UFOs is my uh my point. Right. But um you know, you have some different some different shapes. One was in the shape of the um I believe it was the it was a ported as it were, there was no no photos or video of it, but it was it was coming out of Portland, Oregon, that there was a UFO shaped like the um, the logo of the Charlotte Hornets, right? And uh, it was totally you know baffling to people. You know why would it why would it be in this shape? But um, you know it's part of the mystery.
1: Right. Uh, Dreidel shaped UFOs, and a few uh, the close minded ufologists in the community said Jewish aliens. There's a lot of
0: well, uh, and, and on the other side of the spectrum, there's people protesting because there's a swastika-shaped UFO. Right. And it's like, well... Uh, the, our, just know.
1: understand, our symbols aren't going to mean the same things to aliens as they mean to us. And besides... Well,
0: swastika is a Hindu symbol of peace,
1: and, or and welcoming, really, uh, which a lot of people don't know. The Jewish aliens have already been documented, and it's not the dreidel, it's the uh, menorah style saucer has been documented right and they um they are well i'm not going to get into
0: it uh well why don't we uh Let's, let's
1: talk about some famous sightings and run through some of those real quick
0: well where do you where do you begin you know there's so many different places in history when people think about ufos and sightings and these incidents and Really just sort of the staples in pop culture of what inspired movies, TV shows, books, even video games. You know, uh, you know Roswell. Right. It's got to be number one. Roswell, number one. Which, incidentally, you know, there was no actual UFO in the sky sighting. What it was, was that there was some de- debris found right. by a farmer... Who I had no idea what it was. The government comes in, starts cleaning it up, and apparently they extracted some bodies of some extraterrestrials right. from this from this crash site, and it was you know huge. It was a natural. You know, it's, when people when you talk about aliens and science, such as they think Roswell. You saw Roswell, they think of aliens. Right. It's, it's you know interconnected, and uh, uh, and this is such a such a big story that there's so much disinfo on this story and this incident that it's almost as if it's fiction at this point
1: now now let me let me start with some facts so i can clarify for the audience about what's real and what's not
0: of course yes
1: now the ufo are what is thought to be a ufo the debris that was Mm -hmm. the looked like a crash and and had reportedly had materials that seemed to be not from this earth on it now this was found at a small Uh, a small lot of a a local simpleton. Now, this was a man named Emmett Yearling. He had, he was you know, people constantly reported him looking a very specific side of way. Um, Overalls with one of the overalls up, the other one unbuttoned. Um, He reportedly never wore shoes and kept a big piece of grain in between his big toe and the toe next to it. Now, he called the police, as he called them, reportedly seeing some, uh, a ding-dong flying object done hit my yard, right? And he kind of was a guy that was known for, you know, stepping on a couple rakes when he left his house. When he got confused, he would take his finger and he'd do the <laughs> thing to kind of <laughs> illustrate to people how he was confused. Uh, he was a man that, when he was hit on the head, claimed to see tweety birds. So the source that came from it wasn't too reputable. However, there is documents stating that something was recovered and it was taken to Area 51 from Roswell.
0: Well, here's the thing here, uh, Stu. Now, when I said this event, this incident, and this happens commonly with so many historic, you know, events and incidents regarding UFOs or alien life forms or the alleged alien life forms, that, like I said, there's so many, so much fiction You get lost, and you can't find the truth. It was actually found by rancher William Brazel. His nickname was Mac. William Mac Brazel Mm -hmm. discovered the mysterious debris in his uh, New Mexico pasture. But you know, there's been there was rumors spread around about the gentleman that you named because he was a local dullard. He was um, not saying this William Mac Brazel was you know Einstein, but this gentleman that you mentioned. Was a known uh, just nincompoop, and he was sort of labeled by the the US government as sort of a scapegoat. Ah, and they said, Well, I he's see. just crazy. Right. And this is where we get this is why we're doing the show, because, you know, there's this disinfo, there's this misinformation being spread around, even today in the age of information, which it's even worse because, you know, people don't know what to believe. There's just so much information being spread around that they don't know what's real and what's true or what's fake or what's not true but regardless you are correct there was a being that was recovered from that site um it was very long it um had some very strange uh you know what was said to be strange tattoos oh wow and and with it was for some reason a basset hound which had the on its dog tag, it had a, a basset hound with it. On its dog had the name Red Bird. Bird. And when they found this alien and his his dog Bird, they took it to Area Fifty One. Oh. Because they found it to be so. They and like they describe it. This this they said this being. We can just just looking at it. We can tell. That's not to be trusted. Like this looks like a snitch alien, right. is what uh, the Air Force reported in the in the classified documents. You know, you know that's from our sources. Right. Uh, we get and with the snitch, we with, what they did with the snitch being is um, unknown, but uh, it's thought to be that uh, they may have uh, transferred it to a facility in Ohio, uh-huh. which um, which we have no information on. It's yeah. it's locked down even more. Uh, closely than Groom Lake, or uh, you know, more commonly known as Area 51. So,
1: so let's let's get into a little bit about the facts about Area 51. Graham, what is Area 51? What do they do there? Who works there? And how come if I spend, you know, three hours walking through the desert to knock on that front door, and I tell them I'm a taxpayer, they instead of welcoming me, will tase me for about 30 minutes? Well, here's the thing uh stu area fifty one
0: is as you know very secretive the high one of the most high security um, bases for the u s military uh, and for a good reason it's since its conception was been used for testing brand new technologies to take on uh, various enemies such as you know. Germans or the Soviets, you know, the most dangerous. And what was probably conceived to be for the better good was maybe sort of a sort of shift in power and shift of resources that wasn't expected. And they made leaps, leaps in technology. And you know, it's said that it's there are no aliens there. It's simply for experimental weapons or aircrafts. Yeah, I
1: I read that that's where the breakthrough that enabled the Honda Accord to be made was was discovered. Is that correct? That's correct, and that's that's been
0: like just like the SR seventy SR seventy one Blackbird was developed there, as we know now. They can say that because right. it's public and it's okay. Um, as we know it now, or like back in the day, decades ago, they were using it to experiment on polish people and see if they could um you know fix their brains but uh you know they fail and they succeed in other things now what is said to be happening is there are supposed cloning facilities there to develop um viral stars young people right um to be controversial or... Um, I, I think that could know. be
1: associated with some kind of MK MKUltra um, kind of snap-on. Right. Some kind of carryover program to, that gets, you know, carried into Area 51 just because of the dark nature of it.
0: They're said to be, have developed athletes there, young athletes, some that are now playing in the NBA and the um, NFL. I know for um, a
1: fact that Yao Ming and Big Country Bryant Reeves... Were both reportedly born in Area Fifty One.
0: They were failed um, experiments. Um, it was later concluded at the time when they were released, they thought they were going to be very successful and very prominent. You know, they thought they were going to be. Uh, well, this is perfect. We know we genetically engineered these guys to be the perfect now that basketball player Yao
1: Ming could have had that some of that um, alien DNA from the big string bean alien they found at the roswell crash
0: the string bit right right and they could have uh developed it from him uh yao ming Um, was also but
1: they said said, a well-known snitch he he would often tell the ref on his own teammates saying he traveled and he would just snitch on him
0: right and he would say you know he'd tell the coach um you know that his teammates weren't keeping up on the you know the strict diet they're supposed to be following he said you know they're not eating salad like he wanted them to right they are eating, you know. They're making brancho, uh, uh What? Huevos uh, rancheros. Huevos ranchero. um And for the listeners that don't know what huevos rancheros are, can you explain? It's
1: that? a local delicacy in uh, kind of around Terre Haute, Indiana. New Mexico, yeah.
0: Arizona. Right. Uh, originated Nevada.
1: with a very large family that simply found the classic huevos rancheros of two, maybe three eggs, simply wasn't sufficient. So they just in effect, doubled the amount of eggs in huevos rancheros, and to the point where—how much is that? Uh, that is six eggs is in a huevos rancheros. Six
0: eggs, right? So for you folks listening at home, if you want to make huevos rancheros, you have to start. You have to begin with six eggs,
1: minimum. Minimum. For one serving, you can't share it with anybody, but
0: uh, you know. What else? What else is incorporated within?
1: Uh, you just get a you get a bunch of tortilla chips, you pour them in a skillet, a hot skillet without any kind of, you know, thing. Then you pour some salsa on them, some can-bought salsa, and then you crack six eggs on top of it. And then don't stir, you just kind of shake it around.
0: Kind of shake it it's, around, It's right? about like it. 2,100
1: to tossle calories, and it, it goes down easy. I'm a big fan of them. And would you say that it qualifies as a salad? Uh, I would say, yes, that that is a salad. Because there's vegetables in the salsa. Right, in the salsa. Tomatoes is the main ingredient of salsa, as everyone knows. Vegetables are the main ingredient in salad. Peppers. Mm-hmm. Onions. Exactly. Makes sense to me. Yes. So,
0: when these guys are eating huevos rancheros at Area 51, what do you think they were gonna do when they had this snitch you know this snitch alien in front of them you know they can't right. go and tell their wives at home that they have to communicate through uh vetted letters that the government reads in
1: between right um i think you know, that I'm, part e- particularly, I'm eating healthy
0: i'm eating salads you know
1: they probably opened that little alien up that big long alien and they saw what was going on in there And I think they kind of had more cloning operations that evolved from that throughout the years. And actually, I wanted to ask you something. I heard a rumor, and and you seem to be the most knowledgeable one here, Graham. I heard that uh, through a partnership, they're trying to clone and make a real-life Wendy's girl from Area 51. Is that true? There have been uh,
0: shimmers or flickers, as you will, in my networks. Um, there has been sort of, uh, I don't like to use a phrase, but it's sort of necessary for this, but there's been false flags of having Wendy's Girls, real-life Wendy's Girls in the commercials.
1: Is not the actual, But it's not the actual, know, not the actual actress, Wendy's Girl. Right. Trying to make It's it.
0: an actress, correct.
1: Right. So
0: what what the government wants to do, what their plan is to have the Wendy's Girl be real is... Since Wendy's is already the best fast food Well-documented, everyone one.
1: knows Wendy's is the best. Everyone
0: knows Wendy's is number one. And people like it so much, they'll even go there, they'll buy a burger and throw the bun out because they can't eat gluten or else it'll right. kill them. There's like, it's so good that I have to have it. They want to bring this girl in. And they know, they're certain, through their, you know, their algorithms, they have wild artificial intelligence and... Um, algorithms created to predict these things that this wendy girl will dominate she will be pure power
1: Yeah, i'm getting an email right now and i'm just checking this from one of my most reliable sources it says dave thomas of the wendy's corporation was a main investor in lockheed martin and was on their board of directors
0: well the Seems- thing about dave thomas that a lot of people don't know is that he was sort of like Not like, pardon my language. He was a sort of shadow engineer. His love was fast food and burgers. No one's going to argue with that. He loved his restaurants. He loved his burgers and his fries. And he loved his chocolate Frosties, which he insisted must be the only flavor because he didn't like vanilla. He did not. They changed that later on. But that's sort of... A progressive and liberal point of view that was adopted by the company later on. But that doesn't reflect his views, right? Dave Thomas preferred chocolate. He liked the darker meat.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And Dave Thomas was a shadow engineer. He designed a lot of things at Area 51, including aircrafts that were used in the Vietnam War, in the um, you know the Gulf theater, and even in Iraq and Afghanistan in 2001. And Dave Thomas had sort of a passion for design. His planes had sort of weird angles. He helped develop the B-2 bombers. And he liked those those sharp angles, which is really a giveaway when you see his burgers. What shape are those square. burgers, Stu? They're square. And that's just sort of that you know, he... Recluse, rail-against mindset that Dave Thomas had. And,
1: you know, he was an aesthetic guy through and through as well. And so that's why right. on those Here's bombers... He was basically making said, his
0: burgers. He's making those burgers into stealth bombers.
1: I mean, that's why he said on those burgers that, you know, when he's an aesthetic guy, he said, this is where the bimbo in the high-waisted short shorts is going to, you know, be leaning onto a bomb that says Big Daddy. It's got to go right here. These bombers aren't going to fly. And everybody just went along with it because he's the man. And another thing that
0: Dave Thomas is known for and Wendy's is known for, which I don't personally get myself, but I know a lot of people get it. A lot of people stand by it. Is Dave Thomas loved his chili.
1: Uh, he treated the chili well, yeah.
0: He treated his, I would. I would go as far as to say he treated the chili like it was a woman that he loved. More than his real wife who is assuredly a bitch. Um, Dave Thomas was an American hero, but it doesn't neglect the fact that the government is hiding things at Area 51, which we are entitled to know about. We are
1: entitled to know about. I mean, there's been instances in the past of people trying to get to Area 51. None of them have been successful, or none that we know about has been successful. I, I will say this, that uh, Area 51 is probably not the only black site. Investigation into other black sites is really important to understand what's going on. Um, whether the black site is Area 51 or if it's World Star Hip Hop, you have to find what these black sites are and you have to start investigating them. Montauk Island, right.
0: you know, where they're conducting certain things. Uh, stuff like that. It's... It's going to be investigated, but it's not like the government. Now, folks, the government is not stupid. This is clear. This is why they're able to keep this stuff under wraps. They have full control, automation. These people predict everything we are going to do. And this is why we have to be vigilant and we have to persist and try to work our way around it. We have to not think only like them. But think not like them, and think in a way where they're not going to predict it, where they're not going to expect it, and they're not going to see us coming, because if we stay asleep, then we, then they really have us. And that's a scary fact. They really have us.
1: Now let's let's kind of let, let let's. Sh- think what do you think is going on at area 51 today do you think that they're still running the same operations out there do you think they've shifted resources around
0: they're always shifting resources they're watching trends worldwide they're seeing what's needed what to predict what to anticipate i think at this moment they're probably developing more um video game streamers for twitch.tv you know, sort of people that will generate views. They're developing Instagram stars, right. um, um, viral Twitter tweets where they say something the most normal thing in the world has 300,000 likes. That's not normal. That's something set in stone by Twitter that's internal work. that is MK Ultra shit. Now it's part of my language folks I- but this is something very serious and it's right in front of our eyes.
1: I got a lead on from they one have of those viral posts.
0: They have something going on right now. They have, um, excuse me, Stu. They have something going on right now, which is ongoing. They have an, an account, um, which is someone is a man who is, mind you, not dumb. He's a, not a dumb man. He's an MIT graduate. Runs an account called John Johnny Son or Johnny Son. Yes. Where he pretends to be an alien with Down syndrome. Right. And all of his posts are mistyped he has typos, that's sort of the gimmick right. or the shtick, or his stes or his uh, fetish, if you will. In this account, he tweets uh, feel-good posts, and every now and then he'll post something that's somewhat sh- socially progressive, just to cater right. to the people that will bite and uh, progress himself and his career right. and his it's likes. All, because this
1: is someone that's... Self-promotion-based type of... He is a Black the, Ops agent.
0: Yeah. He is a Black Ops agent that is purely part of a social experiment of control
1: and 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 you'll actually notice this certain people
0: certain people certain sovereign citizens have very vaguely threatened him with a minigun on twitter and have been unjustly banned and removed from the website and that's quite literally an offense to the second amendment
1: now now graham um a lot of the stuff you'll kind of see from people that, you know, typically engage with the Jomini some uh, character, right? Seems to be under the, in the understanding that he is a positive force and things, but you'll actually look at it, and as very dark
0: and evil his, force. His, his power grows,
1: right, and he gets more and more fans, you can actually see his fans getting dumber and dumber. They're actually, you uh, know, his fan base is very powerful and spends a lot of money, but they're actually also so stupid that they need to be reminded to drink water. So you'll notice that this is almost kind of like the meat, instead of shifting from psychedelic chemicals, control. yeah, instead of going from right. the psychedelic chemicals that MK Ultra started, you can see this as an evolution where essentially you have people that are proud to be inherently useless and are told not to feel bad about it.
0: So when we talk about black sites and what's happening and what's being developed at this moment, at this time, what's effective It's psychosocial control projects like Johnny Sun. So, when you see these posts, do not be drawn in, folks. Because once they get into your mind, once you follow them, and once you're committed and loyal, they're going to make you dumber and dumber. And they have coded. They have written a sequence in language to remove cells from your brain whenever you read one of his tweets.
1: Right. It's essentially a deprogramming of your own brain where essentially the cells are almost committing suicide.
0: Right. When he when you read a Johnny Sun tweet, your, your brain cells just kill
1: themselves. Right. And, you know, a few people, when they start to notice this and they start to kind of try to correct that error, they get extremely upset and will, um you know immediately ban whoever the hero is that... Folks, for you
0: who are listening who are not aware, I would say go onto the account at your own risk by your own volition I'm not encouraging you to do this myself I would like to make that clear just a disclosure but try to read that account and his tweets and if you honestly think they're genuine then he's already won and they've already won and they have you
1: now, now uh, we got a lot of topics here to cover, right. Graham, so I wanted to get on to one of the next big things that go with UFOs. Let's talk All about right. some abductions. Oh, yes. Now, have you personally Let's... ever been abducted, Graham? I have not been abducted. At, at neither have I, and I've been going through a lot of reports about stuff, and, and what, what do you think is the most famous abduction story?
0: Well, you have you know you have many uh, different occurrences. You have people that seem to be legible, people that not so much. I mean, one of the biggest ones, 1961, the Betty and Barney Hill abduction yep. in New Hampshire, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, they claim to have been uh, you know abducted by uh, right. uh, aliens from the Zeta Reticuli. Uh, Star system, English, or what have you? You
1: know, English-speaking aliens, um. and they—they
0: they were apparently captured and forced to undergo physical examinations, you know, by their captors. And they became, you know, big sort of celebrities. There was a book, and they had a movie, and there was a lot of hoopla about this couple. Which, to me, I don't think is sort of an an accurate or really illegible or factual case. Right. I think that they hallucinated the entire ordeal. I think that they, I'm not saying they made it up or they were lying, because I believe they really thought this was happening to them, but I think they hallucinated it and it didn't happen. Because their minds were wiped and warped by MKUltra.
1: I I can see that. Um, Typically, I will say there's similar reports at the time of people making grandiose and really dumb statements. And typically you can see the similarity in a lot of these statements that came in this time. People would make claims that, you know, they were the strongest man in the world. People would make claims that they were abducted by aliens. People uh, claimed their uncles worked for Nintendo. And people would claim that, you know, they had a car that could go 300 miles an hour. And this, you see a lot of this, and people have started classifying this as a mentally given disease, because after all these statements, the, the people who say them will typically say do who hoo, and people look through all these public records where somebody says, you know, I was abducted by aliens, do who who, and they notice that they're usually cross-eyed, and they, they've started to call this something, they called it bird brain syndrome. And it's my theory right. that MK Ultra, and I agreed with you, we talked about this earlier, gave Barney and Betty a uh, bird brain syndrome. Because you listen to the story, right? They were going for a drive, then they lost seven hours of time, right? Typical happens in abduction, they don't know what happens, and then they get home. You lose time. You check your watch, is common. Right, yes. right. So they lost some time. And then guess what? Uh, Then she doesn't remember anything for 10 days and then has some dreams. And then she remembers in the dreams that the alien said that you're going to remember it later, but not now. The alien wanted to give her a book and the alien spoke to her in English and probably did some weird, usually in most abduction cases, there's some uh, overtly sexual reasons. We have reason to understand that aliens might be perverts based on what they do. And uh, a lot of times you'll see that the the, the Barney and Betty stories are pretty bird-brained, pretty doo hoo hoo and they just kind of go around saying whatever at any given time.
0: Right. And I think, um, like I said, and like from what you said, it seems a little bit fishy that it came so much later. I'm not saying that it wasn't uh, real to her, but I think that it's a little bit strange that it came so much later on. And I think that they're um, they're withholding a little bit more than they're willing to share, right. if it if it uh, makes sense. Now um, we will have to co- we have the line open, you know, to get some callers okay. here. Um, we're talking about abductions right now. We got someone on the line right now. If you uh, not yeah. you uh, to stu- uh, you uh, take this punch one, punch up here. We got a uh, we got we got a guy on right now. Um, so
1: why don't we put him on through? You take this, all stu- right. Let me punch this up real quick. Uh, caller, you're online. East to west. My name is Stu Donut, and can't get your name, sir. Uh,
0: my name's Morris. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm liking the show so far. Uh, I'm kind of nervous. i never done this before. So hey, <laughs> don't, don't worry there. about
1: it at all, Stu. Go ahead. What's your question?
0: My name's Morris, not Stu. You say Stu?
1: Uh, I'm Stu. What's your question, Morris? That's right. Do who? Oh, sorry.
0: um. My name is Morris. I uh, I was abducted. Uh, you guys talk about abduction, so I thought maybe I might call in. I didn't know if it's like that interesting to you guys. Oh, but, I'm you know, very was,
1: interested. Oh
0: well, I was abducted. I was you know I was driving down the highway in northern Ohio, and uh, you know my my radio went all uh, screwy.
1: Oh, and went screwy? Um, how it was making noises or?
0: well it changed up on me like normally i keep it on a certain channel that i like and uh you know it changed up the song on me it changed to uh well i believe the song was witchy woman by the Eagles. oh
1: very interesting
0: and um you know you know that's probably the worst song i've ever heard and that really made me unsettled and uh well you know it was at that time that i I saw a bright light behind me in the rear view of my mirror and I drive sort of a sedan. It's kind of low to the ground, but it's it's you know it, it gets it gets where I need to go it, it gets me to work, you know. Right. It's not so bad. No one's
1: judging you on the sedan. My us.
0: wife thinks it's ugly, but you know it's. But I think it's a not a bad car. It's got only got about thirty thousand miles. You drive it time. till the
1: wheels come off. It's okay.
0: Right, and I think it's pretty good. And the radio sounds pretty good to me. And, well, except uh, for Witchy well, Woman, I-
1: which everyone knows is the worst song ever made.
0: Well that's what made me unsettled, a witch woman came on and I knew something was up and I looked behind me and I see a bright light behind me in the rear view mirror. And I figured it was just, well, I figured it was just a big old truck or somewhat. You know, these semis they got bright lights these days, they keep getting brighter and brighter and they ride up on your ass. And I'm sorry, can I say that? that I'm, all, I'm so I'm so oh my god. Well don't I'm so sorry. Morris, it's all
1: right. Uh it's about midnight. Typically people uh, well, don't care at this hour. All right. There's well, no, no children to, like uh,
0: okay well i just don't want to offend no one especially you guys you guys are great you guys have been doing a great job on the show well, thank
1: you morris what and, ha- what happened next
0: well what what happened is uh, it wasn't a big truck well i thought it was a big truck that came up behind me with the bright lights and uh and then what do you know the sh- the lights they shot clean over my car and they they just sat up there right above my car and they followed me and i kept driving and driving and and you know what I, I got kind of, I got kind of spooked. I got kind of freaked out. I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe, well, there was a car behind me. Uh, well, I thought like maybe it's a helicopter above me. It's police for some reason. I don't know what I done did. But you know what? Just a second ago, it was a car driving like that. So what the, what the heck's going on? And I slowed down and I stopped. And you know what? The lights stopped with me. And
1: oh wow.
0: And then and then the uh, and then it shot a beam of light onto my vehicle and, and there's there's sort of a hum to the beam of light. It was it's not it's not unpleasant, you know. It was uh, It wasn't
1: like Witchy Woman.
0: It was it was like a noise a microwave makes, you know, when you're making a pizza roll. Right.
1: Well, uh, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Um, as, everyone, <laughs> as everyone knows, you never make pizza rolls in the microwave. They're going to be soft and chewy. While the insides may be hot in the microwave, um, typically what you want in pizza rolls, and I know this is, a di- this is unimportant, but I really wouldn't get this out here. We did about four hours on this the other day. Um, you want to put them in the oven or even a toaster oven if you have it. Do you have an oven or a toaster oven, Morris? I do. You're going to put them in the toaster oven or the oven at all times so you can get them nice and crispy, okay? You can know okay. when a pizza roll is done because it gets a little brown okay. around the corner. So make sure you're doing your pizza right. rolls in the oven only. It may take a little bit longer, but it's worth it. All right, go ahead. What happened after there was the hum and you were being...
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I always just put in the microwave because my wife, you know, she wanted me to get them made, and she said, well, it's fast.
1: You ignore her more, so you get a backbone, and you say, I want my piece of rolls in the oven.
0: my My wife's a great lady and stuff, but she does, you know, she does love to bust my balls, and, you know, sometimes I get, you know... I get, you know, it's like, you know, you better watch out, Lee. I might get a certain feeling one day. I might do something you'll never Well, next time, you just put
1: those pizza rolls right in the oven, because you know what you should do if you put pizza rolls in the microwave? You take them out of the microwave, you dump them right in the trash, because that's where they belong. You put the pizza rolls in the oven.
0: All right, well, that's what I'll do next time. But anyway, there's uh, there's this hum, and... Well, anyway, I had suddenly had this warm feeling in my chest. You know, it wasn't—it wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't painful at all. You know, it, was, Did it
1: feel good, Morris.
0: It was, well, it was actually rather soothing. Oh. you know, it was kind of like, kind of like the soothing feeling. It's like it's kind of this weird vibration in my chest.
1: Now, now, at this time, was Witchy Woman still playing?
0: Yes, and uh, at this time, like I sort of came to. It wasn't really sort of music at this point. It's sort of like this background noise, sort of this, uh, this, uh, reminiscence or sort of this, uh, this, this looping, this this looping sound where it's just kind of blending into everything. And I kind of blended into the song and I be, I felt like Witchy Woman was pulsating was from my chest and it was kind of nice. And then, you know, from then on, it's kind of a blur, you know, I remember, Seeing large beings above my body, and you know they were inspecting my dinger and my nuts, and <laughs> but, but they were gentle. What you were know? they? They were gentle. They Do you know what
1: they were looking for? Were they just kind of flicking it around, or were they?
0: They're kind of just like kind of perplexed by it. They, uh, like I see, seemed sort of curious. Well, I had no idea what it was, but I remember one picked up my hands. It was is it was very vivid for me. I was I was in this you know sort of this like sort of state, sort of this like. Uh, you know they talk about people on chem- ketamine and like a, and what's a K hole and I felt like I felt like I was in this K hole and they were inspecting my dinger and all that and you know the one of them picked up my hands and in my hazy sleepy state he manipulated my fingers and you you know what he did is he did he made my hands do the hang loose sign like <laughs> I did hang loose sign and then he moved my hands back and forth you know and that was it I don't remember anything after that mm. and, and then I woke up in Hooters. <laughs>
1: And you woke up into hooters, did you know how you uh, did anyone tell you how you got there or
0: did you? no, I had no idea I was sitting there. I had easily eaten <laughs> about twenty five wings my my waitress, who was a lovely girl Giselle, she was very nice, she acted like completely normal, like I did nothing
1: wrong uh, huh.
0: the only thing that I was like or I really noticed afterwards is I had this really strange itch on the on the bottom of my belly,
1: huh. It's very interesting right there. Now, let me ask you, when you were at the Hooters, did you take a picture with Giselle?
0: Oh, yeah, she asked me to take a picture with her.
1: Yeah, and.
0: They always ask me to take a picture with her when I go to <laughs> Hooters.
1: <laughs> oh, you go to Hooters a lot?
0: Well, they just got good wings. Right. And I like, have you gone
1: to Hooters a lot before that, or since the incident you have? Well, since then, okay, that makes sense. Now, when you
0: as sort of the, it, it, it's almost like it sounds, well, it sounds kind of weird, Stu. And I'm sorry, to stay on the line so long here. I don't want to take up the show. It sounds like uh, it was like uh, 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 like the aliens wanted me to go there.
1: Oh, they wanted you to go to Hooters.
0: They they what they, they abducted me, I think, and they. <laughs> They messed around with me, and then they <laughs> sent me to Hooters because they wanted me to keep going to Hooters.
1: Do you know why they were looking at your dinger? Were they playing with it? Were they enjoying it, or were there sounds like laughter?
0: Well, I couldn't say either way. They were inspecting it, that's all I could say. They looked at it, and they felt around on it. Do you know what they looked they like? Prob- all I know is they're big beings. I just saw big figures above me. That
1: was it. Huh, that's interesting. We do get a lot of reports around that area of... Uh... Of big beings that will tend to pick people up and you know sometimes they'll do things like pick up you know smaller men and shake them by the shoulders and you know maybe you know hold them upside down and spin them over their head but nothing quite like what you described
0: I I think one of them was wearing and this is gonna sound weird I can't be certain but I think maybe from the shape and the silhouette above me and and like I said I was so groggy but I think one of us is wearing a bas- backwards baseball cap.
1: <laughs> well, just uh, you know, if we get any similar reports, Morris, uh, you're gonna uh, go ahead and leave your number with our oh, producer, yeah, and we'll get back report to you. Oh to you,
0: guys. You guys, you guys have been great. I'm sorry to. Oh was, no, I don't worry. Need to talk so we long. We got
1: hours to go, so no worry. You've been a great guest. Thanks for the information.
0: Oh sure. All right. Well, absol- uh, thank you so much for taking my call and. uh, Listen my story, and uh, hopefully a lot of people listen. to this uh, helps. I got to go. All right. My my is coming in. All right. Uh, thank uh, you, bye.
1: Morris. Wow, Graham, that's something, ain't it? Well, I think Morris
0: there had a classic story of abduction. Right. I think he was um, just a guy, um, you know, the right guy in the right place, if you want to look at the in a certain way. Most people say he's the wrong guy, but, you know, he was, I think, sort of, Fortunate, right. in that experience, uh, wouldn't you agree? He was fortunate. Well, here's like the thing: he experience. It sounded like a lot of it sounded very pleasant right. to me, in a, in a way. Right.
1: Typically, you know, uh, abduction experiences don't go, but his abduction also followed the standard narrative that a lot of abduction stories go to: uh, capture, where he. Well, he, was, he talked about how they looked at his dinger. Right. Uh, typically, you get captured. They kind of examine you. Uh, maybe they commute communicate with you some way there's a loss of time um, then they
0: leave like a little black lump in right. your body. some kind of implant. yeah
1: and then there's the aftermath where you know he's in a hooters but it's a good one because he gets to take a picture with giselle and the thing about hooters is when you take a picture with the hooter waitresses um they have to let you touch them right like it didn't
0: he didn't mention it at all um I, from the way morris talked and we presented himself it sounded like he was Sort of a uh, timid fellow. And I would guess that his hand was sort of hovering um, over her shoulder. Right, he I can imagine. I can
1: imagine seeing that.
0: But the idea was there. In, in, and hopefully, him returning to Hooters out of this sort it's of. It's a
1: pleasant thing for him.
0: Um, on, on specific need, unrooted need, or purpose to return there, like this calm and I, and I to go back to Hooters. It's kinda like you know what it's like? It's kind of like the film. Um, it's kinda like the film Uh Porkies? When No, 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 no. Porkies too. Kind of like the film. Well you're you're getting you're getting kind of more off the the uh, theme here. It's kinda like the film when uh Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. Counter. When Richard Dreyfus, mm-hmm. he has in his mind, it's implanted there, that he had to have this conclusion. He had to go to this place, which turned out to be, it was, uh, what, like the devil's chair or something like that, to go out to the desert and meet these alien beings, this, this scheduled sort of planned UFO meeting. Um, amongst uh, ex- extraterrestrials and the uh, the governments in secret uh, societies of the world or scientists or what have you um, so what his devil's chair was for for Morris was to go to, Hooters go to Hooters and take a picture with
1: Giselle after eating 25 wings which is a good amount of wings that's pretty impressive
0: and as I understand it um, it, it probably ruined his marriage just like
1: well Andrew it sounds Richard pretty Memphis, much ruined uh, in at the, the beginning but um, and, you know, I know you were tapping your watch at me while I was kind of going on about the, you know, the, the pizza rolls that are going oven, on. About but pizza it, rolls, you know, right. I just had to get that out there. It's a big thing for me. Uh, I want to get to something real quick where I have a story here. Well, we got all night. You right. know
0: what? We got all night. So let's keep going. I got
1: a story here about um, some disappearing hikers. And there's been a phenomenon lately that's happened in the Ozarks, Graham. What do you know about the Ozarks?
0: Oh, the Ozarks. Well, uh, I can't get to it now, but we know it very well. Uh, the Ozarks is a very uh, peculiar place. Right. It's sort of uh, a place where it's. I think. Well, first off, it's a sort of a hot spot for UFO sightings. It's the. It's and the, I can't. I can't attest to that because um, a lot of people that in the Ozarks are constantly, constantly inebriated. Right. But it's the uh, Bermuda Triangle, triangle of
1: the Midwest, essentially.
0: Right, and I can't say that everything, every report or every story that comes out of there is is indeed true, but I can say that it is a hotspot for UFOs, and I myself has witnessed these UFOs there, and I think that possibly um, whatever these UFOs might be, whatever beings, be it man or non man, are drawn to it because of the the. Uh, Sort of collection And coming together of people there The Lake of the Ozarks during the summer Is a ginormous gathering I think that's the kind of thing If these UFOs, these crafts Are from another place And there are other beings Would be interested in seeing that The debauchery
1: I I would essentially say that Lake of the Ozarks is the place Where HPV was invented And perfected Um, it's definitely an interesting place like that and you know we're looking at a case now where two hikers the people there purposely want to get leeches (laughs) and we're looking at a case here of two hikers that went missing recently which is going to round it out to um, in the Ozark National Forest that's 45 people have gone missing this year this is another one right now Um, these disappearances they have which is a small
0: amount for this year even more, they uh, you
1: know these disappearances. They have no evidence of any of them within two weeks, and it's leaving police baffled. And none of them have been
0: suspected of
1: foul play. <laughs> no. uh, it's leaving the police baffled, but I know many uh, actual uh, local uh, locals there and cryptid hunters have gotten intact with me, and they're pointing their fingers at a mystic kind of ancient being known to roam the Ozarks. Which hasn't been documented oh, yes. other than a picture taken in the early '60s, and I got the image here, and you can see it, and it shows a a large, miscolored right ape. You showed me this before, yes. What what was Stu?
0: What is this being known as? Well, let area? me
1: let me let me show you the picture here and describe it a little bit for the people. It's a large, miscolored ape-like creature. And you can see here, it's got visible green stink lines coming off of him. Kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. a cartoon pile of trash or a fish uh, Tom might find in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. And you can see this large eight, nine foot tall, miscolored brown and green eight playing a game of washers, which is, for those who don't know, a game played where two people throw... Yes, explain washers. It's a game played where two people throw metal pieces of trash into a coffee can. And you can see here, you know, with his toe, the large, miscolored ape is pushing the can, so his opponent misses, effectively cheating. And this creature is known to locals as uh, Uncle Rick the Monster, who is known to roam the hills of the Ozarks. Uh, he is known for his putrid stench. I, also known
0: as uh, also known as the uh, Momo. Right, Momo, in, uh, Missouri.
1: Uh, In kind of greater Missouri, they call him that, Uncle Rick the uh, Monster is kind of what the locals of, especially like the Ozarks area call him. And, you know, for those who don't know about the Ozarks, again, just imagine if like Jimmy Buffett got like a flat tire uh, by like a dirty lake, and then he thought it was the ocean and decided to live there for the rest of his life, and then you just throw a bunch of methamphetamine everywhere, and that's essentially what you got. Um. It sounds like a good time to be. You know, the fact is that there was no evidence, which Uncle Rick is known to, if he is unable to cheat someone in a game, he typically eats them whole. And beer cans were found along the trail that appeared to be stomped flat after finishing. And locals say this is because Rick does this after finishing every beer, claiming that he's going to recycle it. But he really does it for attention. So I want to let you guys know, if you're hiking in the Ozarks, which I don't recommend it, I would call upon my listeners, you got to prepare for Uncle Rick attacks by carrying a bottle of Febreze with you at all times. You can spray it at him, it'll run the beast off. Uh, He gets incredibly confused at the idea of quinoa. If you just say the word quinoa to Uncle Rick the Monster, he will immediately back away, run, calling you things like college boy and stuff like that. All right, and you know if he get if he's able to trick you into a game of uh, washers, just keep telling him that every throw he makes is a line violation, and sooner or later he'll just quit. But that's that's typically what you need to do to avoid Uncle Rick, and if you know that, you can avoid it all. Well,
0: that's a lot of good information here, and uh, you know people are, you know, probably gonna be traveling there more because of our show, uh, especially our mention of the UFOs there. Um, now, Stu, I think we have uh, another caller. Oh, yeah, I got line. another
1: caller um, coming in here. Let me, uh, why don't,
0: why don't I take this one? I'll, uh, I'll, um, let me you took the last one,
1: duck out here. Let me take this, flash this through to you. All right, patching it through.
0: All right, well, we got a caller on the line. Um, my name is Dram Casino, uh, east to west. Caller, you're on the line. Go hey, ahead. Hey, how you doing? i'm doing great how you doing it's a doing, good brother? show you
1: guys have been killing it i uh i'm glad i got through
0: thank you so much we're glad you're listening to it i hope you're having a good night
1: uh you guys talking about ufos and stuff i want to talk about a sighting i saw i, I think i saw it
0: really all right let's hear about it you know,
1: it's kind of hazy It just a confusing experience i was hoping you guys could uh, right. kind of let me know so i was in my shower right I had right. And I got one of those uh, oculus rifts from my nephew. He got me one of those. You know what those are?
0: No, I don't know what that it's is. Like a, What's your name? Uh,
1: my name is Clint.
0: Clint, I don't know what that is. All Why don't you explain right, uh, Oculus, it to me the listeners? The Oculus say,
1: right? Rift is, uh, I guess, uh, it's an iPhone or whatever you put...
0: It sounds like an alien invention. Well,
1: so I'm going to get to that. It's like this big, weird thing, and he says that you can put it on, and it'll show you, like, 3D movies and stuff. And you play video games, and you got some controllers, and you walk around your living room. And so my nephew got me one, and I was kind of messing around with it. And I got this crazy idea. What if I wrapped an uh, Oculus Rift in, like, a clear shopping bag... So I can can wear it in the shower so it doesn't get wet, right? And so when I'm in the shower in my Oculus Lift shopping bag, I'm not going to lie, I I was watching an adult film in the shower. And, you know, that's when I started kind of getting the setup. I was feeling pretty proud of myself. I I, I stepped on a big bar of soap and I did a backflip and fell down. I lost a bunch of time.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: You know, but when I kind of get out and I look out the window trying to remember where I'm at or what time it is, I see a big triangle in the sky, right? And it's got, uh, and I can't, like, make it out. And I can make out, like, kind of the building next to me. And I can look up and I see this big triangle in the sky. And it's just floating these blue and red lights. And And I remember, you know i just kind of felt like confused and stuff like that so i did what anybody would do where i just kind of laid face down next to my bed with my arms spread out and i just slept for another four hours uh now what i'm trying to ask you is um so anything is possible for this kind of oculus rift is a possible mk ultra style government project meant to like maybe control my brain and make me act dumber
0: Now, Clint, I think that's entirely possible. And it sounds, uh, from your story to me, that's very likely. Uh, Now, uh, what you want to do is, uh, you know, don't put that thing on your head again, okay? You see? And you keep listening to the show um, for further updates. Uh,
1: um, Let me interrupt real quick, Graham, here. We got, this keeps getting called as an emergency call we got to put online here. I know, I've seen
0: the light. I just wanted to Clint, have Clint set his well, piece, but it seems like he said his piece. So, you know, we can patch, let's it, patch through. it through. Uh, right. let's, uh,
1: you patch it through, right? Yeah, patch through, right? All right, now.
0: Stu. Okay, Stu. All right. Well, like, Stu, like, okay, I know. I saw the light, I was aware. Anyway, folks, um, this light has been going on for probably the past 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, we've been ignoring it because, you know, we had some other stuff to cover. But um, and we thought it might have been just sort of a, one of those uh, phone cranks calling in to mess with us because we don't screen our calls and we don't know what to expect. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna um, go to it and we're gonna let this caller say what they want to say, and we'll go from there. So uh, east to west, I'm Grand Casino caller. You're on the line.
1: Yes, yeah, am I? I'm on. Am I on?
0: Yeah, you're on. What's your name? I'm, uh,
1: I'm 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 Brian Peebles. I'm here. I'm in New uh, I'm in New Mexico. I'm going down to dirt Okay, Durban. Brian. I want to be live. I'm on my cell phone. I want to be on live All talking right. to you guys. Uh, yeah, you're live. I'm, I'm headed in. I'm gonna drive. I got this. Beer, I got the beer truck loaded up. I'm gonna drive into area fifty one here. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock down the gate and I'm gonna see what's going on. I'm just gonna hang in, I'm gonna poke my head out, I'm gonna see what they're Brian, doing. Brian, Brian. Area fifty one.
0: Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, you're coming in. Ryan, I don't think that's wise. You're looking to get yourself I, killed. You're going to get I shot. I
1: take is like everybody else. I got my beer truck loaded up. I'm going to find these aliens. I'm going to find some guys. We're going to...
0: Beer truck? What do you mean a beer truck? I got
1: an 18-wheeler here. Big old bow tie on the side. Got it loaded up with kegs, with 30s, and I'm heading for Area 51 to party with all the aliens and see what's up and just... Let Brian, I don't, let think
0: let I don't think that's a, such the best move to do, I'm my gonna, man. I think you fit. should maybe slow it All down. Right, I They're gonna up shoot speed
1: you right now. You see that big gate? Go to crash through it.
0: Just... Brian, you cannot go through hey, there in. in that truck We're right now.
1: Restricted area. I'm in.
0: Brian, what do you see I, right now? I see a
1: big old dirt road. I see a bunch of buildings kind of way. Oh, a bunch of lights and search lamps are going in. But I'm hauling ass. I'm going 80. It's a bumpy ride down here.
0: Brian, Brian I want you to slow that truck down and stop it. And turn it around. You're going to get yourself hurt. It's ah, not worth it. I'll, Look,
1: be, it's, I'll be fine probably. Wait. If you know
0: the policies of that base, they're going to just they're not going to tolerate that kind of attitude or... Or, or you know that kind of
1: I, I'm, a, I'm a citizen. I'm turning my lights off right now so, on the truck so they can't see me. I'm just hauling ass. I'm going in. I'm here. I'm Brian, have you,
0: Brian, have you had anything to drink?
1: I just uh, took a couple like a sixer out of them and put it in the seat next to me. It killed off most of it. Got this truck down in kind of in Nevada. I've been going like eight hours on this thing.
0: Brian, When did you? how long have you been planning this?
1: I've been planning this... Well, I got, I saw the truck and I was thinking earlier, I just looked up a Wikipedia article on Area 51, and I'm an intuitive guy and it just didn't add up, so I'm going down there to see what's up, and I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: Brian, you cannot just go in there. You haven't done your research. You don't know how dangerous this is. Ah,
1: what are they going to do, kick my ass? Oh, well.
0: How close are you, Brian? Are you still driving there? I'm about,
1: you know, I'm kind of half a mile away. I can see it kind of coming up. There's a bunch of guys, there's, I see kind of like a big old kind of scrambled Jeeps start heading at me. Brian,
0: slow it down. Do not go through. Uh,
1: I don't want to slow down because then they're going to start yelling at me. Brian, is that a beer you're opening? What?
0: Brian, you got to turn that truck around. It's
1: fine. I already got, just DUIs don't mean anything in the south. I'll be fine.
0: I'm not worried about DUIs. I'm worried about your life.
1: Oh, there's no possible. The listeners in this show. There's nothing that could ever happen to me. I want to figure out. I heard they got, uh, they're cloning a Wendy's girl in there. I heard they got a big string bean alien in there. And I'm going to go in, I'm going to find them. I'm going to find all the orcs they're making in the basement or whatever, and we're going to just kind of hang out and kick back, watch a few episodes of Sports Center or something, and just shoot the shit. It's going to be fine. I know there's a bunch of Lockheed Martin nerds. Brian, some...
0: You can't be far away now. You've got to stop
1: it right yeah, now. What do you, know, you see? I see them. There's some Blackwater guys pointing bazookas at me or something, but I'm just kind of waving them, giving them the thumbs up. And every time... Th- Brian, gotta, they're going to no, shoot I, you. They're going to kill you. I thought this through. They're making a bunch of hand movements at me, so I'm honking the horn. I'm doing the big rig honk, because that's what they. I'm thinking they want. Oh, I can hear it. It's very yeah. loud.
0: Brian, you have to not... You have to stop. You can't go I'm through I'm pretty sure this. I'm
1: getting on the camp now. I just hit the tarmac. All right, all right. They're shooting. They shot out my tires, but you know what? That's just a warning. I can make it there on the. R- Brian, it's not safe. All right. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. In Grand Theft Auto, you can just kind of. I'm gonna like pull it and try to do a handbrake stop and swing open and jump out in the door. And I'm gonna try to steal a tank or something before they can get me. I'll make it the rest of the way. Brian, don't, don't do this. you got to listen oh to me. Oh my God, there's a big opening up in the bottom. What the hell is going on? I'm driving. A... where are you? Okay, I see a big hole opened Brian. up in the middle of the tarmac. I'm going to go, I'm going to drive down into it and see what's up. Brian, no. All right, well, it seems like here. Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm slowing down now. I see about ten gigantic, six foot six, two hundred and sixty pounds, the perfect height and size, green-skinned men holding miniguns, and they're pointing it right at me. I wonder what they're gonna do.
0: Brian, <laughs> no.
1: Oh my God, we lost the call.
0: Stu, what was that that we just heard? I have no idea. I don't know these the, folks. I I can't attest if that call was legitimate or real, but what you heard and what I heard tonight, I don't think could be fake. I
1: think that they probably went out like like two of the other most famous seekers of truth of all time, um, like Dan Aykroyd, who was shot down. You know in his private jet that he tried to skid land into Area 51. Right. And Tom DeLonge, who, you know, tried walking in and was lit up by an AR-15 by a Blackwater guy. That's really bleak. Maybe we should, uh... This kind
0: of this is kind of the uh yeah. the dangers that this show and what we're talking about this is the consequences like that we face Tell everyone
1: please don't do not drive a beer truck into area 51 trying to party with the aliens um you will be lit up by 10 miniguns at once
0: I think that's the most advisable thing we can give people. Uh, um, at this point, wow. I think we're out of time for tonight, right, uh, Stu? Oh
1: uh, yeah. Um, I mean,
0: we got to take a break, so um, we got to go. We have a lot of stuff to pre- prepare for. We have yep, to prepare got, for next year's Ozark Mountain UFO conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of material. We got to prepare for that, um, and that you know, everyone also stay tuned for the next seven hours. Um, we're gonna have Emory Smith on. Um, He's this big waterlogged head bird brain I'm me guy that, you know.
0: He's He looks like Channing Tatum was um, genetically, uh, you know, you know, reversed. He looks like and he took
1: a bunch of steroids and never worked out.
0: He looks disgusting. He talks in very vague terms. He's very weird and... Um, He's very smart, and he has a lot of uh, information. He's dissected over 3,000 uh,
1: extraterrestrial species. Right, 3,000 aliens, you know, he's... he's Which is
0: a totally normal to claim. Uh, there's just been... They're uh, just
1: like aliens are just falling from the sky. I mean, 3,000 is a lot of aliens, and they're just like kind of... Con-
0: and he dissected them all, and he's he's here to be a whistle. Yeah, before.
1: he's uh, dissected Asari, Drell, Solarians, Turians, Hanar, Elcor's... Um, you know, Krogan's, uh, guests. right. He's dissected every single known alien species. Well, Geths are not technically, they're not, a, no.
0: we won't get into it. Um, so thank you for everyone. And
1: remember, for listening. stay safe out there. You know, they don't want us to know. We got to be smart about how we figure this out.
0: You listen to the show, and we'll guide you. We are here for you, for the truth, and they can't. They can't, and believe me, they will try to suppress our voices, and they will not be able to be successful. So, East to West, listen to this every night. I'm coming out of this tiny little undisclosed location in Ashland, Morrowin, Indiana. I'm Graham Casino with Stew Donut next to me my co-host. And I advise all of you to keep watching the sky
1: and we will be back after these commercial messages.